a check-in. What does your care look like? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. Spirit, where are your prayers? Can you feel them in your bones? Are they only whispers when you are lost? Answer, the last time you felt your voice. Veins, what are you feeling? Are you pouring yourself in or emptying yourself onto pavement? Answer, the last time you heard water. Bones, where is your body? When your heaps on the floor crumpled, when you are sunshine, are you there? Are you burned? Answer, the last time you felt ash. It has been put on too many shoulders to take care of yourself. We are here. We will ask, how are you? Mm. Welcome to Which Which Are You? A podcast for two black-ass mystics explore gender, sexuality, and all the motherfucking magic that is within the queer body. What up? My name is Big Bossy Flossy Imani, a.k.a. (laughs) The Bar Witch. (laughs) And I'm joined by my illustrious co-host. I'm Maisha. I'm so mad at your intro. Like, I cannot... (laughs) That's how I feel. I'm so mad at you. <laughs> um, I'm Aisha. And today, I'm a French 75 sun, a Oaxacan old-fashioned moon, and a spilled whiskey ginger rising. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, money. it's like that. Yeah. Today... I am a double pour of angels in the neat sun. You're so fucking fancy. I am a mason jar full of Prosecco moon. And (laughs) a shot of 12-year McCollin rising. Two questions. Yes. One, 16 or 32-ounce mason jar? 32. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo! Whole tub. Whole tub. That's so much Prosecco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those, that's how I'm <laughs> feeling. Mm-hmm. That's the two questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, you all can't see the motions that are happening, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we're just throwing the middle finger up to the season. No shade to the Pisceans, okay? I love you all. You all are some of the sweetest people I know, but your season, man. It's a rough one. Anyway, let's talk about this fucking poem, shall we? It's first of all, it's beautiful. I am, I'm really into it being split up um, into physically, emotionally, spiritually, and the the answer to that being both spirit, vein, and bone. Tell me, tell me about this poem. Tell me about what what moved you to to write this. So, this poem comes out 
of writing during another retrograde. Real. And I was like, everything's so hard and I hate it. Right? The theme of this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what do I need to do to heal? Because mm. it's not just waiting for this shit to end. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote questions on what would healing look like. Mm. Yeah. And hopefully... Y'all can find some healing in that too. Yeah. I'm thinking about the concept of healing, right? Um, mm-hmm. So how how has writing, mm-hmm. um, the practice of writing, aided in your healing? Mm. Well, I write for two reasons. One, again, because I just have so many thoughts happening all the time in my brain. So if they don't go somewhere, I just say them out loud. And that's a weird conversation to have with strangers. So I write mostly to navigate like the things that I want to be saying or thinking about. Um, so as a healing practice, right, is healing is like a, a way of moving toward wellness and like acceptance. Mm-hmm. My writing allows me to navigate what that could look like. Mm. I sort of want to loop back to a previous conversation that we had around the ancestors and like family lineage um, and ask how, um, how has your family, like the whether chosen or bloodline, um, what have they taught you about healing? What has been the most um, impactful i hate that word uh what has been the most you don't like the word impactful i don't um how come because it it what every time i say the word impact because it's such a like cacophonous word in my mouth i really cacophony (laughs) i really want it's asking a hard it ends on a hard note when i'm not asking Mm -hmm. about hardness right i want to know about Mm -hmm. what's where's the water right where's the west where's the um the the, where are the soft edges where did you gather your soft edges and how did what were the lessons that you learned from your family about healing I think everyone has a family where they learn what healing what not taking time to healing looks like Mm. right Mm. I think there's so few of us have families that can can we look and go, oh, this is what generational healing can, can be and can feel like. And this is what collective healing can, can be and feel like and I can aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I learned healing from them. Mm. Although, like, my family is always in process of healing or grieving. Mm. I don't think that's like the the lesson from them for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Maybe some other things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe more liberation as a as a healing practice, mm. or celebration as a healing practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe that part. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for that. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Amani. Yes. Mercury retrograde can suck. This Mercury uh, retrograde in Pisces has a lot of themes and miscommunication. 
and the nonsense that can that goes with that and I fucking hate it (laughs) it feels like so much is happening all the time and I want all of it to end yeah for this witch bitch let's lean all the way into the bitch part mercury retrograde yeah (laughs) yeah for those of you witches and warlocks fairies and wood nymphs uh, who are unfamiliar with what Mercury retrograde is. Basically, it's um, when a planet appears to be spinning backwards, um, namely Mercury. Uh, that's why it's called a Mercury retrograde. Uh, Mercury is the planet of communication. Um, technology also. Um, so it's a really major opportunity for a slowdown um because if you don't oftentimes things get lost in the cracks um things fall apart and tend to shatter she like that shit don't matter when i get home get at it sorry really random that just i have a song for everything i'm <sighs> that you do do you want to keep singing oh wait Continue. <laughs> no, it's fine. I are you sure a whole moment it's fine oh. shout out to the root city badu um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just an opportunity for shit to, to fall apart um, and <laughs> uh, to stop, right? Or to interrupt uh, your momentum. Uh, yeah, it is definitely an interruption of momentum. Um, it's a good time to, you know, lay low, review some things. Don't start nothing new if you don't have to. Yeah. Sometimes shit gets delayed in Mercury retrograde, which is not real thrilling, you know? So, yeah, it's a lot. What's your take on Mercury retrograde? I didn't know what the, the, about the backwards spinning part, so that's dope. Um, my vague understanding is three times a year. This is our first one of 2020. Boo. Yep. <laughs> I feel like this Mercury retrograde, I have lived multiple lives in mm. not a lot of time. By, <laughs> what do you mean by multiple lives? New Maishas have been born and died <laughs> since, what, the middle Damn. of February? <laughs> Damn. That's intense. <laughs> it's either this, like, Saturn return. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And or. <laughs> I, I should say and, right? It's both of these things. Yeah. And I could easily stop them both. <laughs> no. I would love to just curl up and be safe <laughs> inside my home where I don't got to do this nonsense. Because yeah. I hate it. I feel like this is the first Mercury retrograde where I was like, oh, I actually might die. This might be it. I just might, my this work moment. might blow up. <laughs> my life might blow up. I could get sued. <laughs> oh, he, he gads. This is it. It's over. I'm very glad that you're not getting sued. Thanks. That would suck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but what did that teach you? All of that stress, all of that, what has that been teaching you? about you there's this thing that happens to people where they have 
this weight on their chest, mm. I've learned that that's called feelings. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> they all just walk around like this all the fucking time and it sucks. Yeah. I've taken so many more baths. <laughs> Excellent. All these feeling things get in the way of like things that I like doing, like drinking, right? Because I'm like, ah, too many feelings. I don't want to be drinking right now. It's all in the way of my chest. That's ridiculous. It's real. So I've been cleansing a lot more. Great. I'm trying to lean into this uh, feeling in my heart space. Ooh. No, no. At any moment. Any day, I feel like I'm just ready to fight somebody on a bus. I believe it. Um, different than other days. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm ready. sure your Pisces moon is just like, oh my god, look at my feelings. Look at, look at, I can have them. Look at, look at. Yes. <laughs> the rest of me's like, shut up, <laughs> girl. She <laughs> says, "Who asked you?" <laughs> I'm not watching no sad shit. I'm not watching no super happy shit. I'm not doing anything. I live in a very small emotional range. Amani, 4.5 to a 7. All right? Either side of that is tears. But I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm watching only reruns of stuff. (laughs) Oh. Oh. How's that been working out for you? It's great. I finished all of Futurama again. (laughs) <laughs> about to rewatch Archer skip all the sad episodes <laughs> and I won't watch a single episode of Steven Universe Future until you know it's all the way into March like solidly into March like <laughs> mid-March <laughs> yeah when we dawn upon Aries season I think it'll be safe that's when huh that's when that's March. when I'll do it yeah yeah how are you doing Amani? how are you doing in this mercury retrograde um oddly enough i'm learning that i can be happy (laughs) (laughs) which is so weird yeah because i get happy right Mm -hmm. sure but i don't really stay happy Mm. well historically i haven't really stayed happy Mm -hmm. and this Retrograde is teaching me a lot about staying happy and feeling happy on a daily basis, which is weird because normally I'm I'm sort of an Eeyore about most things. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. What does happiness look like during this Mercury retrograde? Really, I just laugh a lot, and but like laugh a lot by myself. So I'll like be in the car and just like start laughing about something that I saw, like a random bird did something weird or somebody like this morning, it was some like dude blasting this song hella loud about balls in his mouth. Um, and <laughs> I what song was that? just, I have no idea. I, I had turned off cause I was like, I don't want to, well, I had to turn up my music cause I was like, I don't want to listen to some dude rap about some chick with his balls in her mouth. Like, I don't care. But I was laughing because the dude in the car was like rapping along so enthusiastically and it was so ridiculous in that moment. It's like fucking 9.50 in the morning, bruh. And so 
the, the, the just, song that's ridiculous how yeah. how into it was the person i mean he was like so far well they were so i don't know mm-hmm. if he identifies as he but um like they were so fucking into it like hands up rapping in the car <laughs> bouncing back and forth it was really enthusiastic and i found that spectacle hilarious and so i just laughed to myself that, okay that so this is a hard song to look up not gonna lie but i found kid rock oh maybe it was kid rock chorus is balls in your mouth balls in your mouth you want my balls in your mouth so maybe maybe it was kid rock i am really into the line leading to the chorus uh, which is and now i can't wait to get her back to my house set her on her knees and put my balls in her mouth yeah i'm fairly i'm fairly certain it was that song (laughs) i it was i was just like what is even happening right now but it was funny so i like that i also sing a lot more when i'm by myself hey what do you sing oh any and everything today it was um i was listening to this playlist that i got from um this person who works at peaches in brooklyn um and it's this playlist called the nine nines in the 2000s and it has all this like throwback r&b and um neo soul on it and so i was just like singing in vogue hella fucking loud in the car on my way back (laughs) home i also what else was i singing today i was at work like i was trying to stand and work Mm because sitting and working doesn't work for me very well so (laughs) i was just like dancing at my desk like rapping silently <laughs> to myself because I'm listening to Future at work. Like it was, it was great. It was great. So Cute. I do a lot more happy feeling things. I dance a little. I sing a lot. It's nice. Cute. It's nice. But you know, I still have the feels, and I'm hella skeptical. So I'm like, wait, am I supposed to be happy right now? I don't know. Can I stay? Wait, is this, is it safe? Is it is it safe? That is the constant question. Is it safe for me to be happy? Which is so fucking weird. But that's just, that's where I'm at in my life journey, okay? Yeah. Um, How do you recognize all your feels with so many bits of you in Aquarius? Oh, I I just do it. I've (laughs) learned it's like eating vegetables. I hate it, but it's good for me. You got to eat them, (laughs) Amani. I know. And I hate it, but I do it. And that's how I feel about feelings. I hate them, but I do it. Also, you know, I'm I'm an old ass auntie at this point, and like, <laughs> I just don't have time to be so pent up. That's how uh, ailments happen. So <laughs> Facts. I'm trying not to hoard any any ailments. I don't want none of that shit. So, yeah, I am a, an Aquarius, and I do avoid my feelings for as long as fucking possible. Oh my but gosh. I've been watching fucking cartoons and just crying. What cartoons are you crying to right now? Oh, mostly, like, I'm rewatching um, lots of the Pixar movies, weeping. Yeah, those are just tears, the movie. Every week, This Is Us, weeping. Wait, every, every week? week. <laughs> yes. This Is Us always makes me cry. It's as bad as Grey's Anatomy for me. Every week, crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather cry about television than, like, my feelings being hurt. okay i know oh god i really yeah 
yeah. cried a lot last weekend. <laughs> oh, so okay. calm. There's just lots of adult conversations, and I was like, it just all got too much. I was just crying. <laughs> Fucking terrible. But, you know, it's okay. I survived. That's nice. <laughs> the truth of the matter is I can survive it. Yeah. And look at you, doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, not crying right now. That's not true. There's not like a negative connotation with crying. We should move away from having a negative connotation to crying. Yeah. I think that is a, a fault that we both have. Facts. Yeah. But also from like a long history of trauma around crying and people seeing me cry. But whatever. That's real. I don't know why I don't like crying. Probably because my parents... Maybe that's... I was just a really independent kid. Mm-hmm. And so when I cried, my brother used to hate it, I think. I mean, I mm-hmm. think everyone hated when I cried because I cried a lot as a kid. And I also fell off a lot of things when I was a kid. And that made me cry. Mm-hmm. And somehow in there, I learned that crying was not a positive thing. And so I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I just won't cry. I used to cry when I got mad, though. I still cry when I get mad enough, which is rare. Really rare. I can probably count on maybe three times in my life. Have we gotten that mad? No, nope. being mad again, four point five to seven. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad. I'm in tears. You surprised Aww. me with a gift in tears. <laughs> that yeah. is that's real. Sometimes I look at a thing and it's too cute, or I think about a thing and it's too cute. Tears. <laughs> Sometimes stuff's cute and I'm crying. I thought about once that one day my dog would die and I just cried. (laughs) Oh Oh, no. (laughs) Also, crying is cleansing. It is. Healing. You're releasing the things from your body. That one time I thought about I never knew her as a puppy because we adopted her from the pound. Tears. Tears. Dog shit. It makes me cry every time. This is why I don't watch any of those Hallmark movies about dogs. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not watching a Hallmark movie ever. Yeah. See, like, I say this disconnect of my feelings, but, like, my Pisces movie was like, nah, Maisha. What's your favorite film? One of the saddest movies of all time. <laughs> it is, and I don't know why you do it to yourself. I love it. I should watch that this weekend. That'd be really nice. Short Term 12 was so good. It's just tears. It's just tears on tears on tears. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. You're a good one for that <laughs> badass movie. All right, Imani. Yeah. How do you heal during the retrograde? I try not to do any active anything during a retrograde. And healing for me is, is, is uh, sits in the south, sits in fire for me. So I try not to actively do much, but I do, um, in order to like stay sane, I take a lot of baths. I take walks. I have been walking like every day and that has helped a lot in this. And it's also like sunny in California right now. So. Um, and warm which is nice for like 70 degrees um, okay 
<laughs> so I've just been like walking, honestly, and like getting into the nature, saying hi to the weird trees, the weird plants, and trying to sleep, which I haven't been doing a great job of, but <laughs> that's kind of it. It's more like maintained for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm-hmm. Retrograde, especially this retrograde, is like, how can I give myself gifts? <laughs> what can I do to be kind to me? So that's what I, that's what I'm trying to do, right? Right. So like outside of like the yes gifts, like in I bought new pants, right? Hooray, right? But also in like drawing baths for myself or having champagne fancy glasses outside of my normal mug. Um, <laughs> So just trying to make sure that I'm I'm doing things that are like that feel like celebrating me as because everything is so hard right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had like so many moments already this this retrograde where I'm like, what what is happening? Why am I here? Uh, and taking taking time to think about lessons I can pull out of that or what not even what could happen different, but what could help me grow. I do like a lot of, it takes me 24 hours to 48 hours to get over the emotions of a thing. It takes me one week to get over a thing completely. Like everything? Like most things, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Again, I do a lot of talking to myself. Okay. I'm like, how? I am talking through my things most of the time. So by the time I usually tell somebody (laughs) that I'm having all the things. I've been talking about it to me for a bit and I've been replaying it for that whole time. Right. What did that mean? What does that mean for the other person? What are the reactions in your body? What did that feel like when blank happened? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through that the whole time. That's why retrograde is hard because it's just miscommunication the season. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like, time for me to find instances in my life that I can use as anxiety uh, tools at 2 a.m. when I can't sleep. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is when I I get new ones. (sighs) So, like, what I do for healing is, like, one, being able to recognize that I'll survive and it will pass. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. are there lessons, right? Not try to come up with a theme while we're currently in a retrograde. But to see if I can pull anything kind out for myself. Mm. Kindness. That's a word. Be <laughs> kind to yourselves. <laughs> Mercury retrograde is doing enough. <laughs> Burning bay leaf left and right. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, why bay leaf? Have we talked about this? No. Oh, we yeah. haven't. We've never talked about the magic that's laurel. AKA bay leaf. Yeah, why bay leaf? Why do you burn? Yeah. So bay leaf is used in a lot of magic. And also, have you seen like a laurel tree? Probably. Yeah, they're sort of like inconspicuous as trees, but they're huge. Um, There's these beautiful giant trees. And since like for cooking, you use bay leaf as like a savory element, right? Like bay is a weird herb. It doesn't have a particular taste so you can go ah yes there it is but when you don't put it in something you know that there's an aspect missing mm-hmm. so using it in your your spells or in your magic 
is more of a um, cleansing or like tool of connection. Hmm. Yeah. So just really like um, I I think of the ways to use burning like burning a bay leaf as a ways of like connecting you to your thoughts or your wishes, right? And yeah. that being its own cleansing act, right? So cleansing the the thoughts, the energies, the spirits, the things in the way of you being true to your magic. Mm-hmm. And as Mercury Retrograde is all about miscommunication, sometimes we need some help, you know, connecting yeah. the dots. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the easiest or cheapest bits of herbs out there for a magic, right? Next to rosemary. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't use bay leaf a lot, mainly because I don't like the way it smells. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's one of my, I think it might be one of just one of my own, like, mm-hmm. magic shit. Yeah. We all got our own. Yeah. But that's fascinating. Yeah. Also, you know. laurel trees are definitely big as fuck. They are big trees. You know, they can um, amplify, right, like healing. I've, I've heard other things about it reducing stress. I know there are stories about the the laurel tree um. that I vaguely remember, but don't really know that. I know that's um, like European folklore. Yeah. I don't know that story very well. Mm-hmm. Just so much folklore knowledge. I know. But <laughs> I I tried to excise as much European <laughs> history out of my brain as, as possible. Um European folklore. Um mm-hmm. and refill it with, you know, things that my ancestors did talked about. Mm-hmm. Like what? I mean, I know a lot of folk tales. Just I just know a lot of folk tales. Mm-hmm. I collect folk tales, right? Like I buy a lot of children's books because um, I eventually the new children's books will become folklore. So I, I collect a lot of stories. <laughs> Bailey. I think one of my favorite stories to I was actually thinking about this today. Um there's a sticker on my water bottle that has mm-hmm. a black mermaid on it with an afro. Mm-hmm. And the story is that this uh, this little girl goes down to the ocean and sings um, for this mermaid to come up out of the water. Mm-hmm. So the mermaid comes up and sings and asks the, the little girl to come down with her, come down into the ocean with her. And at first the girl, little girl doesn't go, but she keeps going back and the mermaid will come up out of the water and sing to her. And eventually she goes she takes this mermaid's hand and just like disappears into the water, disappears into the depths. And I think a lot about there is a, like a, a spiritual sect, I don't know, a spiritual mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. Um, of black folks that believe that those ancestors that jumped off of ships in order to, who chose um, the ocean over slavery, uh, became the mermaid spirits of of the ocean, um, and so I love that story because I'm always reminded of those ancestors who chose right, who chose 
another type of freedom in, mm-hmm. instead of instead of enslavement. Yeah, and just like the innocence of a, a little tiny person believing in a mermaid, right? Believing that um, she can breathe underwater too. Believing mm-hmm. that the safety of of wonder of magic um, is really inspiring, and I love that story for that. I can figure out what that story is called. It's in a collection that Virginia Woolf, Virginia Hamilton wrote mm-hmm. in a collection called Her Stories. Okay. Well, that um, stuff. I'm glad that I got to hear that story. And have you read The Deep? Have I read The Deep? No, but I want to. Okay, great. Then I'm going to buy a copy and send one to you and then buy a copy and send it to me and we'll read The Deep together. Yeah! Um, the Deep by River Solomon um, mm-hmm. is about African slave women who have been to- who are tossed overboard uh, while pregnant and they became mermaids. Yeah. And the basically like the trauma of their inception as like mermaids is so heavy that only one mermaid in their society will learn their history and that is passed down generationally. Whoa. Yeah, so let's read this book. Yeah, we should definitely read this book. All right, hit us up a few weeks when we read this book and we have so many feelings. All the feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do it. Um, should we pull cards? Yeah, let's pull cards. Let's have a shorter episode because things are hard. <laughs> because things are hard. And yeah, like, it's, oh. you know, shorter episode today because things are hard. Things are hard. And we like your faces. We really do. And also, things are hard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull from the bottom of the deck, just in true mm-hmm. retrograde fashion. Guess which tarot card I pulled? the tower ah no the chariot this time you oh. know the cousin of the tower <laughs> yeah lots of oh yeah wild energy what you, you got money oh you want me to go first yeah i, I feel like i was go first okay um i pulled from the oracle deck mm-hmm. and i got get curious i got the magi and i got love Ooh right Ooh. yeah um that's pretty wow okay here's what i think um i think it get curious is really about um what are ways that you can uh reignite your sense of curiosity during the retrograde what are ways that instead of pushing against what's happening be curious about it. Instead of complaining, ask questions. How can you, mm, the card has a lot of like branches on it. Mm -hmm. And that makes me think about what are ways that you can stretch towards the sun while, Mm -hmm. while it's hard. And then I think the Magi, the Magi for me is always the seer is the one who sees into a lot of things, um, who knows a lot of things, can manifest things just by sight, right? Just by envisioning. And so uh, what you envision will become true, right? Mm. So how can you stay the course of envisioning what you want, envisioning um, your wellness in the Mercury retrograde and really master manifest your way through it. Right. Also the act of seeing means you have to be still 
and retrogrades present yeah. a great opportunity to be still. And so be still and, and see, right? Look, this is a good opportunity to turn yourself into a telescope and see. And then the last is love, which if I could pout about this, I would. I'm not, though. But you I'm, can't. I'm not going to pout on air. Uh, okay. going to pout after. I am going to pout after. <laughs> uh, love is loaded for me. But when I think about for the collective, right, I think about um, what are ways that on the card, the hands are open. And so what are ways that your hands are open to those around you? Because everyone is sort of moving through the same energy. Uh, so how, how can you open your hands, right? Maybe just like hug your homies more, like for, I mean, with consent, provided that they like hugs, Mm -hmm. you know, hug the homies or just what are the acts of service acts of love that you can do for the people that you love in your life? Because it's it's a Pisces, it's Pisces season. So all the fucking feels. So how can you uh, express your love for the people that you love in ways that feel good and healing and um, helping and adoring we all need a good love boost in the mercury retrograde so um yeah love on one another for sure love on one another yeah yeah episode hashtag hug the homies hug the homies (laughs) i just saw the uh adventure time gift be shared again that said homies take care of homies i was like yeah (laughs) yeah we should put that on our um, Insta. We should. Um, <laughs> uh, so today I pulled um, a combination of the Threads of Fate Oracle deck, same deck that Mamani's um, pulling from, and the Threads of Fate um, Weaver Tarot deck. I like a combination of Oracle and Tarot cards just like as a way of um, focusing a tarot, right? And giving a more poignant guide with the Oracle. Yeah. So I pulled for my oracle card trust. Don't you start. Um, <laughs> I said nothing, Maisha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can see, I can see you. <laughs> Five of Swords in reverse. Damn. And the chariot. Damn. Yeah. So it's a it's Ouch. some things. It's some things. So again, same structure, right? Guide, know, and do. So the guide for these cards uh, still being in trust, right? Trust is not only trust the process, but trust that the universe got you, trust that you got you, and that you're on the right path, even if it doesn't feel good, Mm. right? So trust as a card, the inverse is still the same image, right? So it's a mirror image that like, no matter which way you look at it, no matter like, how things are looking that it still produces the same outcome. Mm. The five of swords. So I, I am one who reads their cards in reverse, but for me, when I pull a card that's in reverse, it instead sometimes being the outward take on a card uh, becomes the inward take on the card. Right. And five of swords is like deception or overambitious. It can be like the, the things that you take on too much so what are 
what do you do about the weight you're taking on internally, emotionally, right? Mentally, how are you um, navigating with success the all of the weight that you are carrying, right? Mm-hmm. And accumulating. The chariot, on the other hand, and I say that the chariot is the cousin to the tower because they are both cards of change. Just one is about who is, who's leading the change, right? The tower is like, it's all coming down around you. Biggest change, right? And the chariot is drive the change. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes you just sit in the back while the change drives you <laughs> is the, the more common, <laughs> right? And I, what I really appreciate about the chariot as a card is that it gives you a little bit more insight into that change is a ride that you're on, mm. right? And that you can also lead. So yes, change is happening to you, but you are mm-hmm. also an element of change. Mm. Mm-hmm. So all together... Trust in the emotional weight that you carry and be an element of change. Those are hard things. Damn. I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) I don't know if you're ready. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Wow. If that's not the priciest end to an episode. Right? (laughs) Well, I got to celebrate, like, one of my favorite Pisces this week, so I'm feeling pretty awesome, like, and with my Pisces moon being able to celebrate another Pisces, it felt really great. Like, this is cute, but also, y'all who live in this this season, what champs you are. What fucking champs. You know? Too many feelings for me. You're doing great. (laughs) Everyone, you're doing great. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving. Uh, This has been episode six of Which Which Are You. We adore you. Um, You can find us on the Instas underscore Which Which Are You. Follow us. Tag us. Listen to the podcast. Share it with your friends. We would love that. Hit us up. Drop us your chart, your natal chart, if you want us to read it on air. Um, drop us your sun, moon, rising uh, via an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we will talk about what that says about you on air. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that so sounds super that, fun. If you're into that, let us know. We did it. Bow, 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 bow. Bow.